preferencevitamins.com and enter the promo code SLEEPNOW. It's hard to stand up against tyranny when you're tired. Pray for our country and get a good night's sleep. The Kelly Key easily converts your AR rifle to bolt action, allowing you to keep the rifle you love in assault weapon jurisdictions. The Kelly Key is a true fast drop-in solution. No permanent changes to your rifle. Import, transport, own, and have fun with your AR. Why the Kelly Key? Because a bolt action is not an assault weapon. Stay future ready from gun bans with a Kelly Key. The Kelly Key also lets you quickly and easily build your ideal hunting rifle, lets you build a quieter suppressed rifle, and benefits your long-range precision shooting. Available now at KellyKey.com with free shipping. At the Brighton store, we offer a variety of colloidal silver solutions that we make in Texas using Texas rainwater and specialized circuitry that I personally designed to produce silver ions in purified rainwater. We have a colloidal silver extra strength in order to ensure product purity and safety for your health. We manufacture our own silver products right in the heart of Texas and deliver them to you using our own warehousing and fulfillment infrastructure that we built to serve real America. All of us here at Brighton, thank you for your support. Shop our silver products at brightonstore.com. Sheriff Mack show just so you know on Brighty on radio they're taking both hours now of my nationally syndicated radio program Liberty Roundtable Live so check it out brightyonradio.com for both hours the first hour always on Tuesday simulcast with TV and of course the Sheriff Mack show but the second hour we're going to be talking about this incredible movie non-compliant 2 and a whole lot more so get ready for that also, the posse is coming up today. Myself and Jack will be doing the posse along with some surprise guests. I don't dare tell you who they are and blow it, but if you join us on the posse and become a member today, you can find out CSPOA.org. Become a member of the Sheriff's Posse now. That is solutions at your fingertips, CSPOA.org. Sheriff Mack, welcome back, sir. Thank you very much, Sam. It's great to be with you this beautiful Tuesday morning, but you can't say that too many places across America today. We're praying for those who are suffering under the uh, bl blizzard that's happening in the Midwest and West, and even in California, they're having blizzard conditions. So yeah, anyway, turn to God and that'll reduce by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great day for freedom though. And we're grateful to be here. You've got a great quote for us, right? Yes. From the only time the most the most powerful and important Tenth Amendment decision in the history of America done by a handful of sheriffs all across America. Sam, because of today's show, I have to do this quote. I've done it a few times. It bears repeating. <clears throat> My favorite part of this entire Supreme Court victory. Here we go. Justice Scalia uh, giving the ruling for the majority. But the Constitution protects us from our own best intentions. It divides power among sovereigns and among branches of government 
precisely so that we may resist the temptation to concentrate power in one location as an expedient solution to the crisis of the day, end quote. The crisis of the day, Sam, is exactly what we're talking about on today's show with some amazing guests. And I, and I thank you and Tanya and, and anybody and everybody who uh, helped line these wonderful guests up for today's show. Tyrannical Pritzker, no doubt, is creating a crisis in the great state, the Constitutional Republic of Illinois. People are not taking it laying down, ladies and gentlemen. 90-plus sheriffs out of 102 sheriffs in the great state of Illinois are saying, not on our watch. And boy, howdy, do we agree. Well, Tom DeVore has been filing some lawsuits. We'll get to those uh, in a minute. But he has a partner. his name is Ryan Cunningham, and Ryan, believe it or not, is a former police officer. He's a corporate America emergency manager in the past, now turned political influencer and protector of freedom. You want to learn more about him? RyanCunningham.co is where you can learn about that. He says, as an emergency manager, I thought I was helping people during the pandemic. However, I was injured by the vaccine, and now I am in serious stages of heart failure. He's got a fundraiser, ladies and gentlemen, where they're raising money to help him with his expenses because of this. When you take on the corporate world and have health problems at the same time, it is not a pleasant reality, that's for sure, ladies and gentlemen. But it's called DonorBox. So if you go to DonorBox.org slash support slash Ryan dash Cunningham dash family you can donate to his needs on this this is critical ryan in my mind is an american hero welcome to the sheriff mac show sir yeah thank you guys for having me on this morning now give us a 30 second then what the heck you were defending people working on this doing a great job in the corporate world and you took the vax and then it all went south Absolutely. You know, I'm a unique I'm a unique entity. So I have a master's degree in emergency management, disaster preparedness. Believe it or not, I wrote a, a thesis on a pandemic at what point in time the government would violate someone's civil liberties in the name of safety. But j- j- just to, to, to shore it up, I, I was an integral part in over the past 10 years of my career building this strong relationship between private sector partners and the federal government through these fusion centers, statewide terrorism intelligence centers, and the sharing of information. And we all see what that's done, A, with the Twitter files, but that's also how the government mandated their quote-unquote disaster proclamations, and, and they used corporate America to do what they didn't have the lawful authority to, which is a whole other conversation, and it's a very unique <laughs> breakdown. But they, they put this system in place for a, re- for a reason. They knew they didn't have the power, but they used their, their corporate actors to get done what they wanted done. Let's talk about your heart for a second, though. Are you gonna Are you gonna be okay and survive this? Yeah, you know, I've got a good team of doctors and uh, providers on me. Here, here's Here's the million dollar uh, answer to this. It's yes, I've got a good team with me. Guess what? Insurance doesn't want to pay for the treatment. Oh, yeah, right. You know, so thus th- those of us of that are vax injured, they're, they're not going to pay for the treatment because they don't believe in that. So it's an absolute travesty, right? You th- you first had insurance companies saying they were going to penalize people for not getting vaccinated. And now those that are vaccinated, injured, guess what? We're not going to pay for that either. And you can't Good. sue because of the 1986 laws, but maybe you can sue and get some kind of vaccine injury compensation fund, right? Yeah, so there are some attorneys out there that are trying to work on that, and it's a very cumbersome process. That emergency yes, authorization use g- gives them 
gives them a great shield right now, and, and, and they know that. And ultimately, that's what led to the childhood vaccination schedule, getting put on the CDC childhood vaccinations. Most people don't understand that, but what that does is even when that EAU is removed, what it does is, is it provides that protection for them, even for adults trying to bring litigation. So there's there, It is there's a, a unique... shame. Yep, 100%. It's a shame, so, ladies and gentlemen. Th- so it, it literally, Ryan went from implementing mandates in the corporate America situation to now fighting for medical freedom. He raised, or he was able to raise over a million dollars to affect or protect the rights of parents and children related to the pandemic mandates in schools. That's huge, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. So I live in uh, the great state of Illinois, where we have the toiletless tyrant J.B. Pritzker at the helm in uh, there, Chicago, and he he rules by executive fiat, executive order. And, you know, we had to get creative in our litigation and and to to sue him to stop it. And we ultimately found what we found is a unique provision in the Illinois Department of Public Health Act that said any device used to modify or stop the spread of a virus – is a form of modified quarantine, and and most most states have this law. And by using that law, that it's a modified quarantine, we we challenge the courts and the petitions that hey, if a government wants to impose this on our children, well then they need to go get a secret court order for every single child in school to force these measures and maneuvers. And ultimately, we, per, we prevailed. Fantastic, Sheriff Mac. What do you say to them, apples, sir? Well, well, Ryan. Uh, first of all, uh, you look uh, very young. Uh, uh, too young to be having heart problems. Uh, take it from me, I've had some heart problems. Uh, of course, I never took the vax, uh, and uh, I was leery of the vax because it had never been properly tested. Uh, and I, every day I get more and more convinced that nobody should have taken the vax. But, but that's my opinion. And everybody's uh, open to their own research and, and to make their own decision. What really bothers me is we have governments across the country that believe they're in charge of your and my health. Uh, and th- that would that would never fly constitutionally. And the founding fathers would have completely objected to that. So- I got the vaccine one week after it was out. I, I helped get it. So very early on, and just to go through the story, um, that was late mm-hmm. 2020 then. So specifically, right. I started having immediate you know, heart issues and seven days later, transported to the hospital by ambulance. Increasing from there, it shut down my endocrine system. It shut down. And you had never had heart problems before this, right? I, I was 210 pounds working out twice a day, an athlete, like phenomenal shape, everything. So it's absolutely destroyed my health, destroyed my life. You know, it, it's caused significant weight gain from shutting down my endocrine system, causing all those um, issues. So that as a result has also attacked the heart and it's caused me to go into the early stages of heart failure where, you know, it's not beating and, and its output isn't properly. And what, what scared me over the course of the two years is I started having these um, increased heart rates. I'd be sitting still up to a week after getting it, sitting still, and my heart rate jumps up from, you know, normal resting heart rate at 60 beats a minute to 180 beats a minute out of nowhere. Just just absolutely Ooh. going, yeah, bazonkers. So I, I dealt with that for in, – in, I suffered in silence for a little over a year before, I, you know, I really addressed it because when I was transported early on a week afterwards, you know, everyone's like, oh, I can't be attributed to that, you know. So it, it was difficult to overcome and try to convince people what was actually going on with me, especially getting it a week after the vaccination came out when most people couldn't, only healthcare practitioners. So Ladies and gentlemen, if you go to donorbox.org support – 
dash Ryan dash Cunningham dash family. You can donate to help him handle this. Do the doctors admit that it's vaccine injury? 100%. I have a team of providers that 100% have admitted that it's the vaccine injury. Wow. Whoa. Well, our prayers are with you, sir. I know that it isn't all about this uh, and what you're doing on your day-to-day. -day. We want to take care of you and keep you alive because we love folks standing up and fighting for liberty. But you also were involved uh, in an attorney general uh, campaign uh, with Tom DeVort as well, right? Correct. Yes, I was. All right. How'd that all go? So, I mean, when you're fighting tyranny, because I live in the state of Illinois, it's an absolute disaster. It's an absolute mess. You know, Tom was with me when we were fighting these mandates, and we decided, hey, what better way than to stand up and to fight for the people? Because, you know, Tom is a constitutional attorney. He's got freedom and liberty tattooed on his forearms, right? He lives on a farm in southern Illinois, and he came from nothing, and a very similar story to mine. So to rise from nothing fighting tyranny to being the Republican attorney general candidate is is absolutely unheard of, right? Uh, they call it a, we, he's a Southern Illinois attorney that had little to no name recognition and beat all the, what I call the establishment uh, Republicans to ultimately prevail. And what we did is I took my corporate America principles and applied them to a campaign practice and, and just put it in comparison. Our governor Republican candidate spent nearly 40 plus million dollars. We spent $400,000 and got more votes than him because we had such an engaged grassroots activist team that was out there advocating for us because they're done. They're done with these tyrannical behaviors of our government acting like executive fiat and raining on us with an iron fist to do whatever it is that he wants. And finally, the people stood up and had enough, and they needed a leader to stand up and give them that voice. Ultimately, we live in the deep blue state of Illinois. We didn't prevail, but what we did do is mobilize and activate a group of people who are no longer going to step back, and they are determined Amen. to put that tyrant in his place. And it's so great to see we're in our local elections now. Hundreds of them have run for local office, from school boards to sheriffs to you know local city councils, and it's just it's inspired such a movement at the ground level you know, to, to take back this state at every step that we can and show this tyrant that, you know, he can't control. Now, one other thing I heard, uh, you're a former police officer. Is that correct? I am. I did 10 years in law enforcement. Yep. I, where, I left where? during the Ferguson, Missouri in the St. Louis area. Yep. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. And, and we're, and so you were there during the riots. Yep. I was, uh, I, I, I was there during some of the riot activity and, and I left shortly thereafter um, I had I had young children and I had a critical incident and that's when my wife's like it's it's probably best to to hang it up and you know I had a, a strong education and and that's when I took my skills and, and went into corporate America so well thank you for your service and thank you for your courage and in, in what you're doing today and uh, we, we pray that uh, they're able to find uh, the uh, solution for your heart condition. I, 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 your courage has been amazing. Your example is amazing. And thank you so much for agreeing to be with us. I, I hope I see you this Saturday. Yeah, we're going to try to make it out there this Saturday. Absolutely. All right. That will be the Thanks. fourth, ladies and gentlemen. There's an incredible event in Illinois, a training event on the 4th of March conducted by the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association with a couple of good sheriffs sponsoring and leading the event from Illinois. Now, Ryan, you also are the partner of Tom DeVore. And Tom filed a lawsuit against uh, Governor J.D. Pritzker's unconstitutional gun ban 
uh, and the legislation that kind of preceded his signing of that bill. Do you want to give us an update there? Yeah, absolutely. So we filed this lawsuit in state court, right? Everyone, everyone else, you had your other organizations that filed them in federal court. And, you know, we allowed plaintiffs to join for what normally they can't hire an attorney for. For a mere $200, you can be a named plaintiff in, in, in a lawsuit, which is most people couldn't absolutely believe it. But what we did is we challenged this law, just like the COVID mandates. Let's look at other avenues we can challenge us besides the obvious. So the I'll just talk about the one that prevailed, but we used balancing of the equities that the law didn't treat people equally under the guise of the law. And why is that important? Well, think about this. The legislator wrote this law in a manner that retired law enforcement and active law enforcement were exempt, active military, but retired military were not exempt. So here they're basing this equities as of law on training. And so you mean to tell me, Your Honor, that a Navy SEAL that is retired doesn't have the training and the level to buy and purchase an assault weapon. So using their own narrative of equity, equality against them in the courtroom is, is absolutely amazing and astounding. And it, to, to watch that it went through the, the circuit court and it's already passed and the appellate court has upheld it on just a temporary basis. This is just a temporary restraining order basis. And the fact that see this law get shot down for our named plaintiffs where they're able to go purchase and exercise their Second Amendment rights while this full case is tried is absolutely amazing. So it's 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 it just it's it's sweet justice to use their own narrative against them. Whenever you craft laws like that in the middle of the night and you don't think them through, well, ultimately that's that's the kind of uh, actions that come out of it. And ultimately, why did they do it this way? I'm very good friends with many of the law enforcement officers, the Illinois Fraternal Police and, and those associated organizations. Well, they catered to those organizations to put those provisions in there. Well, they didn't think them through, and ultimately it's what's going to make this law fall on its face and hopefully render it unconstitutional based upon these ways. And if they want to go back and try to pass it again and remove law enforcement, remove the military altogether, well, guess what? They're not going to have the legislative support that they want. So we're hopeful that, you know, this is one of the several things that's being challenged on on a temporary basis. This is what ultimately prevails well, on the court term. I, I have to add now, the to judge, that, Ryan. The, wait, wait a minute, Sam. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, you have to know, know sued the federal government on the Brady Bill, and the Brady Bill also did the same thing you're talking about. It it exempted law enforcement. So they're always trying to do this: uh, who wins, who loses things in, as part of legislation. And obviously, it violates equal protection law uh, and and the purpose of the Constitution, for that matter. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. I was going to say the judge issued a restraining order regarding this as well, and then Attorney General Raul's failure to convince the Illinois Appellate Court to overturn this. That stuff's huge and makes your point as well, doesn't it, Ryan? Absolutely. I mean, you have the Attorney General who is is just a sidekick to the governor and does whatever he wants whether it's legal or not, you know, one, one of the major points of our campaign was, was when there's a fair question to be asked of the people to represent the people, the attorney general should always represent and acquiesce to the people and not the government first. And he admitted on the campaign trail, the current attorney general, who is now the attorney general, that that is true. You should always represent and acquiesce to the people first. But guess what? Now we're on strike one, strike two that he hasn't done it, whether it be with COVID mandates. And now, whether it be with our Second Amendment rights, he's always acquiescing to the governor. He's the governor's lapdog. That's all he does is he acquiesces him because, hey, well, he donates several million a year to his campaign.
it's absolutely disgusting that we've turned these constitutional offices into who can give you the most money and I'll do what you want. Amen to that. Well, We've got an epic battle on our hands. The sheriffs are on our side on this. The American people Illinois, in Illinois really need to stand with you and Tom, Ryan, because you're heroes. You're affecting change through the litigation process. You're standing up Amen. and leading by example. Uh, you're making a difference one step at a time. I'm really convinced, though, look, does Illinois care? Do the people care? What are we going to do to support the hero sheriffs that are standing up, Ryan, is really the question for today, right? Absolutely. You look at the 60-plus sheriffs or more that have stood up, and but Pritzker doesn't care about them. He sees Cook County, and he sees one or two counties around um, northern Illinois, and that's all he painters and, and acquiesces to. He doesn't care about the rest of them. But guess what? The people of this great state do, and we need them to know that we support them, they are supported, and, and they can hold the line for tyranny. They absolutely can hold the line. And one of my favorite quotes is Pritzker saying he's going to fire the sheriffs. Those are constitutionally elected <laughs> officers like you, Mr. Pritzker. You have no authority to fire the sheriffs or the law enforcement entities that have said they're going to refuse to uphold this law. And we all stand behind those sheriffs. They're going to defend our constitutional freedoms and our Second Amendment rights. Well, Sam and I have said the same thing on this show, Ryan. So I'm glad to know that we're all on the same page there. And I want you to know that you can invite any of your law enforcement friends, any any public official, anybody else that you want to invite this Saturday. Please uh, send them uh, the invitation and make sure that they're they're totally welcome. Uh, there's no registration fee. Just come and and be a part of this amazing. Uh, revival of the Constitution for the state of Illinois. Uh, We're also hoping Saturday. Tom will join us. We're also hoping Tom will join us as well. And one of the two of you can give a quick update on your lawsuit uh, progress and status, if you will. Can Tom join us? Yeah, too? so we're both going to try to come up in the morning. So maybe we can connect offline and see the time that we can can make that happen. Um, I know he's got events in the evening and I do as well. But absolutely, we're both going to try to come in the morning. And we will Marvelous. definitely bring anybody and everybody. Again, invite anybody in, in that wants to be there, that needs to be there. All law enforcement, all public officials, especially, but uh, activists like yourself, yes, absolutely, you're more than welcome. Yeah, and we absolutely. do need an we'll update, though, for the sheriffs way. there. Sorry, we need an update to the sheriffs there, too, so they're totally caught up on what's happening. What can we, the people, do to help the most uh, across the country? You know what? Yes, it's Illinois' battle in one sense. On the other sense, it's really... Uh, an American battle across the nation, though, because if a single state uh, seems to go tyrannical like that, it sets the stage for other states to follow suit. Uh, this is a battle for all of us, Ryan. Absolutely. It's it's Illinois. OK, if there's any question as to why JB's doing this, he's going to run for president and he wants to be the Democrat nominee. And he is setting the stage for what the Democrats want to do across this country so if people don't pay attention sheriffs don't pay attention across this country you can look at jb pritzker and see the vision for what the democrats want to do across this country and you all need to stand oh, up we all need to support the constitutional sheriffs and we all need to ensure that people understand what their authority is and that they are constitutionally elected officers to defend you know our our, our sovereign rights in this country and we can't continue to have this
We are flat out of time. Ryan, thank you so much for your time, my friend. If you guys want to learn more, ryancunningham.co. What a hero. We'll see you Saturday. God bless you, sir, and all the work you do. Back in seconds on Brighteon TV and radio. Nearly all the vitamin C sold at retail today comes from China, and it's made from genetically modified corn. Even though vitamin C is a critical part of immune support, it's also critical to know where your vitamin C comes from. I'm Mike Adams, the founder of Brighteon and BrighteonStore.com, and we only sell non-China, non-GMO vitamin C. We then subject it to rigorous laboratory testing in our own food science lab, checking for heavy metals, glyphosate, as well as microbiological contamination. Only after it passes our tests do we encapsulate it and package it for our audience. You can find it at BrighteonStore.com. It's not the cheapest vitamin C on the market, but it is by far the most rigorously tested and honestly sourced vitamin C available anywhere in the world. Support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at BrighteonStore.com. Your own government has the power to activate a kill switch on all telecommunications, instantly shutting down all private phone calls and texts. An EMP weapon or solar flare can achieve the same result. Rolling blackouts or permanent power outages will also take out the power supply to cell tower antennas, rendering mobile devices all but useless. During these emergencies, how do you stay in touch with the important people in your life anywhere on the planet? The answer? is the Bibby Stick at sat123.com. The Bibby Stick is a two-way satellite text messaging device that uses a satellite constellation, not cell towers, to send and receive text messages. It works anywhere on planet Earth, including in war zones or blackout areas. In unpredictable times, the Bibby Stick helps you stay connected when it matters most. Visit sat123.com to get one while they're still available. Satellite phones have been wiped out globally because of the supply chain collapse and war in Europe. But a truly amazing new option has emerged, the Bivy Stick, which allows you to send and receive text messages using almost any mobile device without relying on cell towers at all. In a world where war, riots, or a power grid failure can happen literally at any time, the Bivy Stick and its two-way satellite messaging gives you the power to reach loved ones to send emergency messages or request a rescue. And to use this device, you do not have to register your name and you don't need to turn on location services or reveal your geographic location. The battery life is several days in duration and you can easily recharge it using a small portable power bank. There are only about 20,000 Bibby sticks that will be available in America this year. Get yours now while they're still available at sat123.com. That's sat123. Delighted you're watching and listening to the Sheriff Mac show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm surrounded by rock stars. I'm the only redneck in the room, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Ryan Cunningham doing a phenomenal job as Tom DeVore's partner suing the state of Illinois over their illegal, unconstitutional um, pretend legislation gun ban. 
But man, have we got a second guest that's equally as valuable. Perry County, Illinois County Commissioner Jennifer Martin with us. She's the mother of four. Wow, she's even got two teenagers still, man. It's crazy. She never attended a board meeting, ladies and gentlemen, until August of 2021. But since then, she's been incredible. She's exposed funding, held parent education meetings, became Thomas DeVore's client twice. <laughs> she ran for county commissioner and she won. She's been working on her school. She's been a, now she's a county commissioner. I mean, she's just done a whole lot of stuff. We'll dig into it right now. Jennifer, welcome to the Sheriff Mack Show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sheriff Mack, what do you say to somebody like this? She's basically a mother. She's already a hero. Then she decides she's going to jump into politics and she wins. Jennifer, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I'll give you my John Wayne quote. You remind me of me. No. <laughs> I used to have, when I was little, my dad had your book. So I've really? known about you for years. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Oh, wonderful. Well, uh, it, it's great to make a new friend. And thank you so much for all that you've done. And uh, thank you for putting yourself on the line. Uh, I, your story is absolutely miraculous. We're going to have to uh, include you in uh, our next book, or you need to write a book about this. This is astonishing what you've been able to accomplish. Why don't you give us a, a real quick review of everything you've been through? Um, for starters, I, I my first board meeting in my whole life was August of 2021. <laughs> I went in, um, I had a whole page in the, in the paper that was wrote about me. Um, they called me um, domestic terror, basically. Um, said I was off the rails, um, conspiracy theorist. And, and you're talking uh, about a school board meeting, right? Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. And um, so um, after that, I, I started going home and I, I, I just I just did a lot of research. The worst thing they could have done was put everybody on a lockdown and make us feel on us non-essential. Because what did we do? We 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 researched. We found out a lot of things. Um, millions of dollars. These schools received millions of dollars to make our babies wear a mask. I attended board meetings all of the time. I would go in with studies. I'd go in with, you know, we could get on the same page. We could jump on Tom DeVore's lawsuit. They turned their tails. They said no. Um, finally, the next day I called Tom DeVore's office and I said, hey, is Tom like closing doors? Because my school board is saying that he's closing. And uh, they said, no. I said, I went on the lawsuit. Three days later, I was on the lawsuit. Um, then October 28th is really when the fight started because um, according to Illinois law, the IDPH, the Illinois Health Department is really the only ones that could test mask, quarantine or vaccinate anybody in the county. And that's your county local official. Nobody seemed to know this but me because I was not essential and I was researching. So when all of this came down, my son got sick, went into this, called the doctor. Literally, this is how it starts. Uh, we never went in. He got strep throat swabbed. She said negative was, you know, we left. The strep throat was negative. And um, she said, doc may want to do a COVID test. I said, you know, we don't do COVID tests. And um, 
she said, well, he may want to vex or quarantine him from school for two weeks. And I said, how can he do that? You have to have a court order from the health department. And she said, well, I don't know. Well, I kept him home five days because I knew the law. I knew how everything was set up. And um, I sent him to school. Well, 820. Come get your kid. Come get your kid. Uh, he's got cooties. So I, um, I called Jackson County Sheriff. That was my job. He denied me and said that there was a resource officer who would handle the situation. And I knew right then and there the sheriffs didn't know the full potential of their job. Uh, and that's how, that's how all this started. So I went to school to pick up my kid. They wouldn't let me in the school. They detained me from getting my child for four minutes. Um, Wait a minute. Since Hold on. Then I they... thought they wanted your child to go away and get out of there. Yeah, but when I got there, they wouldn't let me in. I mm -mm. see. So I called the police. I called the police and I did a police report of 31 years of being a mother. I've never been locked out of a school before. So I called and I did a police report and I asked them how to get the report. They said FOIA. So I was learning how to FOIA. I FOIA. The police report was wrong. It said that I went into the doctor. I knew my kid had um, was um, quarantined and I sent him to school anyway. So I called the cop. I said, hey, this is wrong. He said, I, I wrote it as I heard you say it and I'm not changing a word. And I said, if I get into an accident in, ja in Jackson County, I said, I'm sending you home because you don't know how to, you don't know how to write or you don't know how to protect your people. So um, <clears throat> since then, they locked me out. The third time they locked me out, uh, I wanted answers. I wanted, I mean, the school had sent so many certified letters that were untrue. They didn't, they were, they were made up stories. And I said, I, I want an answer of why I can't be in this school. I want an answer. I pay for it. My taxes, I, I want to know. And uh, they couldn't give me an answer. I was threatened to arrest. I put my arms up. I said, go ahead and arrest me do it. They didn't arrest me. And, uh, the cop asked the principal, do you want to file charges? I, and he said, yes. Well, by then you already threatened to arrest. Me. You didn't arrest me. So I left. I was like, this is a joke. And, uh, that was in April 13th, April 22nd. I was in the state's attorney of Jackson County asking him for help. We had already won the Thomas DeVore lawsuit. I didn't even go to board meetings after we won. Um, I just didn't go. I, I, my kids were protected in the Supreme Court. If, if you even touched one hair on my kid's head, I'd have your job by dinner. So I wasn't worried about it. And um, well, uh, I got a phone. It, the, the meeting ended with the state's attorney that we would all be together, a meeting of the minds. And um, mm -hmm. it never happened. That never, and then never I, happened. No, no. And then... Um, July 18th, a reporter called me to ask me about my my comment on my live warrant. And I said, how do you get a warrant when you've never been served? And they said, you didn't know you had a warrant? I said, no, people like me don't get arrested. I didn't know I had a warrant. And uh, well, hold on, hold so on. Not only did I not know I had a warrant, you guys threatened to arrest me and you never did. So if there's a warrant, how does that relate? But nevertheless, go on. I never got, how do you get a warrant when you've never even been served? You have court date. Like, how does that even work? And uh, I turned myself in. I cried the whole entire time. I mean, I, I was fingerprinted. I was, I was demoted of who I was. And um, 
I had to pay a, a ridiculous fee. I had to pay a, get a criminal attorney. Uh, unbelievable. I just, I still can't what fathom it. We still, there. well, there was three. So first okay. it was uh, trespassing and then they couldn't get me for trespassing. So they said disorderly conduct. They couldn't get me for disorderly. So now I'm going for breach of peace. You're, you're going for what? Serving breach of peace. Oh, breach of the, yeah. What? Okay. Breach of the peace. Yeah. Yeah. So, Is that different than disturbing the peace? About the same. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Disturbing the peace or breaching the peace. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how you did that, but anyway. So keep going. This is a. I think Governor Pritzker's breaching the peace too. Everybody's all peaceful, mellow, and this guy's then creating a rift in the whole state. Anyway, arrest of him, course. people. Uh, anyway, go ahead, Jennifer. So. Um... Essentially, what's going on now is we have a pre-jury on March 9th, and then I have a jury trial because I'm not doing a bench trial um, on March 29th at 9 a.m. And you guys are invited to watch this because, uh, I mean, every local newspaper around here is, so why not get some national attention? Um, sure. Yeah. yeah. They're going to get me for a Class C misdemeanor. Um, they're going to try. Well, you're and not but but you have good lawyers and you're not going to be found guilty hopefully that's the goal i mean i didn't do anything yeah, <laughs> yeah of course for, the only thing i did was i amigos you didn't go you didn't show up no i bruised some egos that's the only thing i did i bruised some egos and i exposed money well, of course and i made people mad so this is retaliation right no, I, I think you're going to be found uh, not guilty, and then uh, you still, even if you are, you have a, a right to an appeal. But this is this is really astonishing uh, harassment and misuse of uh, the police and the school overstepping their bounds. Now, let's get this straight. You have how many children in that school? Two. And so you're going there. So. Have they tried to stop other parents from going into the school and checking on their children? No. Just you? Because mm -hmm. I filed the, the lawsuit. Troublemaker, the troublemaker Martin. The troublemaker Jen Martin. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. when did you when did you run for office and why did you win? How did you win and why did you run? So, um... There's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why I decided to run. Um, for one, and when was that? When was it? March eighth, March eighth, twenty twenty two. I went and put my name on a position on a petition, and um, the guy I ran against was a very renowned last name in this county. His family's everywhere. They're big time farmers. I'm just a small mom. Nobody really knew who I was except for all my infamous paper articles that I have against me. <laughs> and, um, wow, that's quite the stack there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, uh, I, uh, I'm, you know, I would be in the grocery store and people would look at me and they would just be trying to file their brain. Like, where do I know this girl from? And I'd walk up to them. I'd shake their hand. And I'd be like, I'm the mom that's in the paper all the time. And they'd be like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, no. so uh, you're actually a county commissioner now in what county? Perry. Perry, P-E-R-R-Y? That's right. Yes. Okay, and so, so you won because of the notoriety you got for being harassed and arrested, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You got to do that, ladies and gentlemen, standing up yeah. matters every time. Do not forget it. Yep. Yeah, I am. Um, That's incredible. I, uh, I went, I want change. You know, when I filed, when I, when I first filed the Thomas DeVore case on the first case, because I'm a two-time client with Tom, I was like the little red hen. I went everywhere. Let's do this together. Let's be a part of this. Let's win. Let's, let's get the mask off these kids. Let's, you know, cause I was a part of 146 districts on this lawsuit. This was a huge lawsuit. This is this, this winning took mask off the kids, the whole nation without people realizing that's what happened. And, uh, wonderful. When when we did this, it was a big joke. It was like, well, your kids might not have to wear a mask, but the rest of the school will have to wear a mask. And I thought, have fun with that. But um, I knew that there had to been a change and, and people don't want to step up. You know, I had so many admirers and, and, and support, but the problem was is they're all in their basement with their doors shut, their windows down, and they don't want no part of it. You wear the face for this and I'll support you, but we don't, we don't really want to get involved. Well, you, you can't win if you don't get involved. You can't, you can't. Yeah, they're with you so close. You can't see them in the rearview mirror, huh, Jennifer? No, you can't. And it's, it's very <laughs> disgusting. It's disgusting. It's bad. So I, I know that the people love me because they know that I'm a fighter. And, you know, had it not been for my father raising me the way he did and, and watching this show, you know, we were so out of the box. I don't think I've ever been inside a box one day in my life. And I just don't think like everybody else. And uh, because of that, I have fought many battles in my life and, and have won. I mean, I used to chase a drug dealer out of La Crosse, Indiana. <laughs> I, I have done a lot of stuff, you know. So, um, this, what I'm going through is, is it's just nonsense. It's, it's just the theatrical, uh, theatric kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, Governor Pitzker, I'm going to tell you, Judge Grishaw on February 4th, she put on here, this was her we support them their stand is heroic but they need to know we have their backs jennifer well they have since you know um in march of well it was actually like april may i wanted sheriff mack to come to illinois i reached out and me and you mr bushman we actually had um zoom meetings about coming yeah. here right and i never i never had traction um and then I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and I'll wait and see, because we got 68 new sheriffs in the state. That's that's beautiful. And wow. um, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so, I got a big question right there, though. Uh, 
your your county sheriff was in Jackson County. So I live in Perry, okay. and the school's in Jackson. In Jackson. Now he refused to back you up and turned it over, kind of acquiesced and abdicated it to the school resource officer. Okay. So where does he stand now? And do you guys have any kind of a relationship? And is there any way we can try to get him there this Saturday? And uh, sorry for so many questions. And where does he stand on the governor's gun control push? Well, he was like one of the three states that were it was in compliance with governor. He, I have been on the phone with one him. Of the three, one of the few counties, you mean? Yes. So he, he supports he, he supports the gun control. Yes. Wow. Do we need to get him educated? <laughs> well, when I called him and I talked to him about what was going on, he basically essentially told me, and I quote, he does not like conflict. And I told him, and I quote, you are in the wrong line of work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How, wow. how would he keep well, his if he doesn't like conflict, then he should, doesn't. if he doesn't like conflict, yeah. he should stick with the Supreme law then and not have any conflict. Yeah. I don't know. Sheriff? Wouldn't that be nice? So, so, uh, how's how's the sheriff in your county? Oh, we got a new sheriff, Chad, and uh, he is um, he was he is in support of this. Uh, he he has to be. A, I guess he's going to the National Guard because he does that too. So he can't right. make it March fourth. But I know that there is a couple officers from Perry that are coming. So that's a beautiful thing. But, yeah. you know, behind yeah. all of these invitation, we've been getting uh, a hit piece. I'm sure you are aware of the, the, the radical person they tried to make me be. And, and there were yeah, some cops so that I know, I know. I see your hand, Sheriff Mack. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah. Must yeah. be over the target. Yeah. I'm the yeah. only one that escapes uh, attack, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know. Yeah, oh yeah, sure you do. Yeah. My dad calls well, me the frontliner. Well, Jenny, how about the other county commissioners and your county attorney and anybody else uh, you can get there? We'd, we'd love to have them all. And I'm pushing. I am pushing. I, I contacted on Friday. I did 55 sheriffs. Um, I think we got through to some. It's just they don't, under, they don't understand how important they are. I don't think they understand it. And if yeah, we can get them to realize that they are the ones who make the decisions and really not everybody else, we're going to be in good shape. Amen to that. Yep. You're absolutely correct. Man, I can't wait to meet you. I can't, I just, uh, I just can't believe what you've done. You're amazing. We need uh, another 10,000, just like you all across America and, and you're living you're proof how we take back America. <laughs> You're living proof how we take back America. County commissioners working with constitutional sheriffs and, and we take back America one county at a time. That's right. Ladies Dad. and gentlemen, if you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can follow us. We send out texts to critical things and events that we're doing. Just simply text the letters CSPOA to 53445. That's CSPOA text to 53445 and you'll get on the list to keep up on what we're doing ladies and gentlemen uh are you poised to win your lawsuit then you think jennifer i mean what have i done wrong <laughs> stood for freedom all right well, here's what i want you to, do. I want you to call us back 
I want you to call us back uh, so that we can keep up on what's happening with your lawsuit. We'll see you Saturday. God bless you for your work, Jennifer. Thank you. Amen. Amen. And that's a wrap. So the second much, hour man. on Brighty on Radio is coming up with Sheriff Mack and Sam Bushman. Also, the Posse is coming up. Become a member of the Posse today at CSPOA.org on Brighty on TV. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The radio and TV clocks don't line up exactly, ladies and gentlemen, so we always finish the rest of the hour on the radio only. Sheriff Mack still with me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wow, two incredible guests uh, today, no doubt about it. By the wow. way, the, Sheriff, I want to give you a chance to mock the IRS for a second. The IRS says that it's extending the new tax filing deadline for millions of people living in three states, Alabama, California, and Georgia. They've all impacted by natural disasters. So the kind IRS is going to help them out, Sheriff. You know, it it just Uh, is wonderful to know that the IRS takes their name very seriously. Service. (laughs) The IRS, Internal Revenue Service to the American people. They're not just a joke. They are a wicked, evil organization. And I cannot believe that people walking around in Congress actually allow this agency to exist and to do the type of 
criminal activity that they do on a daily basis, violating the Constitution every day and bullying the American people and coercing and intimidating them to the extent of making sure they pay everything. Uh, This is ridiculous. It's based on the notion that government has control of the fruits of my labor, the fruits of the labor of every American citizen, instead of us exercising our own authority over our own labor and person and and work and the the again the fruits of our labor this is such an outrage that they allow this agency to exist and yes sam as you know i'm on the warpath against this rogue anti-american agency and the people therein i've decided that i wrote a bill i don't know how to get it passed but i wrote a bill i want to see what you think about it ready uh it's long so get ready it's kind of long Shut the criminal IRS down now. Wow, that's kind of a tough one. I don't know if they could get that. It's too simple. (laughs) Yeah, and don't hurt me. Don't take my stuff. There's another one. Think about that. Shut the criminal IRS down now. Yep. Folks, I don't understand. You know how we can have you know Republican control and everything else, and not even be discussing this if you want something to literally take the uh, foot the boot off the neck of the american people if you want something to really breathe uh, liberty into the economy breathe economic stability into the economy breathe safety into the american financial well-being even with interest rates and inflation going up and everything else shut the irs down now they're not even talking about it sheriff no yeah, and see that that that's the type of thing that uh, that gets me so upset with uh, Congress. There's supposed to be some really good people there. The Freedom Caucus. How many times have they brought this up? And and uh, I, I I just where are these people? Who are they? That allow. I don't know, but they spend their time prevent or trying to prevent the new eighty-seven thousand new agents or whatever you want to say. Why don't they just shut that sucker down? It's criminal. Okay, yeah. they never arrested Lois Lerner as they should have. Steve Stockman went to jail instead. What a disgrace. Uh, Steve is yeah. an American hero. But all I'm telling you is we've got to stand up, people. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. Man, have we got some cool stuff to talk about. Myself or the good sheriff. We'll do it all. Yeah. Of course, on Brighty on radio and TV. Of course, on the Loving Liberty Radio Networks. Doing a phenomenal job as well. LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberally every penny will bless our efforts and grow and prosper what we're doing to tell the truth on your radio and on your TV. For Sheriff Mack and Sam Bushman, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. 
This is the broadcast for February the 28th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our two of two with the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the checks and balances, due process of law, and more all based on the supreme law of the land as our constitutional guide. Welcome to the broadcast. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Sheriff Mack is with me. Welcome back, sir. Thank you very much, Sam. It's great to be with you this beautiful Tuesday morning. Man, I got a plethora of topics to cover with you today, sir. (laughs) Um, We had on Rachel Alexander, a well-known, brave journalist. And she says that she's a, uh, a journalist and a recovering uh, recovering attorney. ArizonaSunTimes.com is who she writes for. And she wrote an incredible breakdown of explosive testimony from Jackie Berger at the Senate Elections and House Municipal Oversight and Elections Joint Meeting. Uh, and that in that testimony, Jackie accuses Hobbs. Fontas, the election firm Runback, and judges of racketeering <laughs> in Arizona. Mesa, Arizona, they say, is now run by the Mexican Sinaloa drug cartel, including the elections board, police departments, the prosecutors and judges. In Mesa, the, D- the DA, believe it or not, is making up charges against people on behalf of the cartels you know what this is serious serious in its allegations rachel wrote about it broke it down the event was five hours plus long this lady's testimony jackie's testimony was about 40 almost 50 minutes long 43 minutes long something like that Uh, and she really brought the goods signatures that don't match title uh information so she comes from a title world where they do titles uh on land and such and she is basically documenting how they funnel illegal money money launder through these fake titles fake people fake names she documented that there's databases that were designed to have back doors from the get-go and that two people uh, are the the key uh, they're both named chavez a mother uh, and a daughter Uh, And these two ladies are the ones that are uh, literally forging signatures and acting on the cartel's behalf. Then she documents it's not only in the state of Arizona, but it primarily surfaces in Arizona. Sheriff, do you want to respond to these allegations? Yeah, I've seen that. And uh, there's a a couple of surprises on this that um, some staunch... uh, some staunch people who I know very well in uh, the state legislature that are uh, actually disavowing this and, and um, backing up, pulling away from this, even though they're very much involved in um, election fraud concerns and crimes happening in the state. Uh, I, I had several emails about this, and uh, including uh, from our CSPOA members and and director here in Arizona, and uh, you you know these people very well also, and I said the same thing. I said I I hope that there is sufficient evidence to prove what they're talking about, 
and that's what I will still say on this show today, Sam. Uh, I hope they have the evidence. But this is these are astonishing accusations against every facet, and and Mesa is is considered one of the most conservative areas in uh, Maricopa County, uh, being the uh, second is it the second largest city in in Arizona or or third? Anyway, uh, it's a it, it's, it's a one of the largest, no doubt. Area. Yeah, it's a big it's a big area. So that, uh, to think that there's not corruption in Mesa w- uh, would not be accurate. Uh, you know, it it would it would stand to reason, especially when the mayor of Mesa uh, pulled a Rusty Bowers and was all for uh, Biden and and liberal stuff going on in the country, and uh, so uh, I think his name's Giles, Mayor Giles, but. but I, I could be wrong. I don't really know him, and I don't really care about him. So, you know, Sam, what we do know is there have been uh, extreme, obvious crimes committed in Maricopa County and in several other counties across the state. Uh, there are uh, election fraud deniers right and left. And, and and Sam, the, what's the big news coming out this morning? All over uh, NBC and uh, Fox that the U.S. Marshals' computers were hacked. And so immediately I thought, no, that would be that would be impossible because computers aren't hacked anymore. Ever since the election denier uh, truth quote truth came out that uh, Trump was a liar. Uh, Mike Lindell's a liar. Carrie uh, Lake is a liar. Um, you know, uh, you're a liar. I'm a liar. Um, Wouldn't you like to sheriff, be a liar too? The, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> the sheriffs uh, who are who, who are conducted uh, very professional. Yeah, they're all liars, even though there's arrests. Yeah. They're they've made arrests. They're liars. They're all liars uh, because Sam, the Dominion computers are just like the rest of these computers. They are not hackable. Uh, they are uh, solid with uh, protections and integrity, and our elections are in good hands because computers are tabulating the votes for the American people, and there's no government purpose of these computers, uh, none whatsoever, but they're reassuring all of us that the liars like Mac and Bushman and Lake and Lindell and Trump, they're all a bunch of liars because these computers. Yeah, but don't worry. Are- Donald Trump went to East Palestine uh, and he bought food at McDonald's for the uh, first responders and many of the town folks. And he told the staff <laughs> at McDonald's, he says, I even know the menu better than you guys do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, at least he didn't. At least he didn't lie about that. Uh, you know, I would have probably picked a little bit better uh, nutrition food. But uh, you know, well, again, uh, the reason that he the reason that he goes to McDonald's all the time. I don't know if he likes the food or not. But the reason that he goes there is because he really wants to articulate that he's maybe has money and he may be successful and everything else. But he's one of the common folk, and that's yeah. really what he's trying to get across. And that's where most 
politicians, believe it or not, fail to connect. They don't understand. They mock Donald. But you know what? He connects on a real, on a, on a very real uh, basis or way with people in that, you know what? His sons grew up driving tractors and, and hanging out and eating lunch with the, um, the average worker. Uh, he, he understands how to connect in a different way. And the politicians mock Donald, but they don't understand that. This is critical to what he does. Yeah. Well, I thought it was I thought it was brilliant that he went there. Uh, people say it was really self-serving politics and a photo op for him. I don't I don't really care what his message was. Was simply this. The federal government's not doing anything. Uh, and if I were still president, this is what I would be doing. I think that's a terrific message. Uh, of course, was he playing politics? Of course he was. Of course he was. But, Who wouldn't? But it was. He gave out Trump yeah, water, exactly. for heck's sakes, right? That's the intelligence of one Donald Trump. You know, he he knows he knows when uh, to grandstand, and it was a very good grandstand. And but I, Sam, I got it. I'm glad you brought this part up because I have to tell you. How is it that Buddy Gage, Buddy Gage, whatever, what you know, I've never Buddy Gage, well, uh, how is it that he is uh, in charge of uh, what transportation for America? Yeah, yeah. Well, then, what does that got to do with it after it wrecks and it's now an EPA problem? Why do we care if the guy in charge of transportation goes to look over a a, 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 a man-caused disaster? Well, and he, and he knows nothing about a disaster or the train wreck the or the cleanup or anything anyway. Exactly. Why do I need him there? Because so it's a great photo op. But, but the real story is that, you know what? I guess Joe was over there. Uh, I don't know if Hunter went along or not. But Joe was over there in the Ukraine while this was going down, right? Well, yeah, he's trying to shore what up. What the his, heck? Uh, he's trying to shore up his. Uh, you know, uh, Biden went over to Ukraine about what six times in in a year and a half while he was vice president. I guess he was trying to make sure that his son got that good job. And you know, the, Sam, it, it would take it would take a five year old that's just graduating from kindergarten to uh, draw the conclusions that Hunter and Joe both have very strong connections to uh, Ukrainian uh, corruption. Uh, and that Hunter was getting huge amounts of money from Ukraine uh, to sit on one of their boards uh, and uh, taking money because of who his dad is. Everybody knows that. And that's exactly what was going on. And Biden, Joe Biden, is trying to cover all that up now. But why don't we dig in, find out the truth, and arrest people, Kevin McCarthy, huh? Liberty Roundtable live with a good sheriff in seconds. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. The award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas, like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. 
This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com How do you know your child loves you? When he calls and he says, uh, Dad, why don't we uh, go fishing? It's very simple, but it, it really counts. They make a song up and they come into our bedroom and say, we made a song and will you listen to our it? Our next year oldest daughter came to me with tears in her eyes and she said, Daddy, I just thank you for coming home every night when we were growing My up. My son does the nicest things. When he's playing outside, he'll come in and just give me a hug and run right back outside. My daughter goes to the same high school that I'm the registrar at and... I'll go into my office after the bell has rung, and there's a note on my desk. And it'll usually say, Mom, I love you. I'm thinking about and you. And I think of my boy that uh, we finally got him through graduation. and He came up to me and said, I made it. Thanks. Family. Isn't it about time? That's all I said. And that meant everything to me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Back with you live, Sheriff Richard Mack and Sam Bushman on your radio, CSPOA.org. Become a member of the Posse today and join the incredible Posse coming up in a little bit. Uh, Sheriff Mack, you with us? I am here, Sam. All right. So uh, I want to talk to you about Donald Trump a little bit more. One thing is going to McDonald's and doing the right thing politically speaking. But I don't know if you know, um, Jack Smith uh, is going after the Donald big time. Smith, they say, is entering an endgame in the Donald Trump attack. And you saw that bimbo lady running around uh, as the foreman of the jury or whatever, speaking out, saying, yeah, I think there's going to be indictment. She was literally giddy. It reminded me of those girls that went after the uh, Supreme Court justice um, back in the Kavanaugh. day. Or Who? Kavanaugh. Yeah, Kavanaugh. It reminded me of those girls. She was all giddy and smiley and tried to be all sexy. And, oh, I'm the jury lady. And, oh, yeah, you know, Donald thinks he's okay. But mm, there's things coming down. And, I mean, she probably poisoned the well with regards she, to the, um, she's loony. the case. I, that's my yeah, first impression she, of her. She's loony. Yeah, she's loony. Uh, she's crazy. But, look, if the DA chooses to indict Donald Trump, it's going to be a massive story. Do you think this is going to happen? What do you think is going to is this all just theater, or do you think there's really uh, teeth behind it? If he does, uh, his first complaint is against her for going public and going on on uh, national television shows, uh, making herself a celebrity, uh, parading herself in front of all the uh, Donald Trump haters. Uh, I don't. I don't think that has ever been done in the history of grand juries, uh, and 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 they're not even done yet. You know these. <laughs> Uh, she should already be dismissed from the jury, uh, and uh, it looks like if they don't have enough to, already there to take her place, but it's ridiculous that she's still on the jury. That's that's absolutely absurd, uh, and they this is, again, a, an indictment against the grand jury system in this country. Amen. And uh, if I've ever seen a bimbo eruption, though, this is it. I mean, that girl oh, is literally totally. smiling and laughing and I mean, it was goofy. It was literally well, scary. It's like that freaky yeah, well, woman that, that wants to chase you around and stuff. 
well, uh, how else would a woman like her, a person like her, uh, ever get on a TV or radio show? It's because she's on a position to go after Trump, and of course everybody wants her. And every one of those agencies, uh, news agencies, if you can call them that, know darn well that they should not be trying to interview somebody on a grand jury. They're helping ruin the entire process. Well, and that's my question, though. You know what? If there was a plan to use this against Donald the whole time but never have anything go further, I always maintain that a lot of these political talk show hosts and everything else, they'll bring you to the brink of frustration. They'll bring you to the brink of anger. They'll bring you to the point of getting incensed and hand-wringing, and, but they'll never bring things to the brink of arrests and real accountability. Okay, they'll bring you all the way almost there, but yet, you know what? You, you, psych, you can't have a drink of that water. Um, and this is kind of what I mean. You look at this and you go, wow. So this lady poisons the well. You blame it on some bimbo. And you go, yeah, the case is all thrown out against the Donald. Knowing all along that you had no case against the Donald in the first place, you bring it up. You don't have to release all the details. Or you say, yeah, we had the goods on Donald, but it got tainted. We have to let it go. Well, it's always coming to the brink, but never really accountability. Now, I'm not here to barbecue the Donald over this at all. What I'm here to say, though, is every time when you think there's something serious going on, it turns out to be a big old nothing burger, right? They harassed Donald all the time with this for months, 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 months on end, and now it's going to, what, be a mistrial because of a bimbo? What? <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah, this the, and for any of them to expect to get any credibility from this lady, uh, I mean, they even made fun of her on uh, SNL this past Saturday, and, and I don't watch SNL, but... Uh, I saw it on uh, MSN where I get a lot of my news. I get most of my news off of the computer. Um, and, and and I'm not even sure you, how much that is reliable. But uh, be that as it may, I saw a little. Uh, Compared to her. Liberty Roundtable Live, sir, it's not reliable well, at all. But other than club, that, yeah. hey. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and much more entertaining. Uh, Liberty Roundtable is much more entertaining and intriguing. But uh, – no, well, I wouldn't a, have the bimbo on because I wouldn't want to taint the the thing in the first place. I don't think she's a well, good interview at all. Not. I would never no, do it. it. It might even be – it's probably borderline illegal for anyone to ask to interview somebody sitting on a current grand jury. Uh, I mean, how ridiculous can you get? And but how he, do we get a the, grand jury to go this far against Donald Trump in the first place, but yet Joe yeah. Biden and Hunter Biden, there's not even any real allegations filed? I mean yeah. – or I'm sorry, anything filed beyond allegations? I don't well, understand it, Sheriff. Yeah, we know for a fact that uh, Biden committed quid pro quo, which is the reason Donald Trump was uh, impeached. And and the absurdity of that impeachment and the absurdity of the second one, after he's already been uh, unelected, I mean, this is just Washington, D.C., uh, its normal corrupt self. And, and we're all sitting here saying, and we're trusting these people with our lives and and our fortunes and uh, the sanctity of our families. Uh, it, it's just such a joke, and the American people have been so accustomed to it that it, it goes to our, our quote from uh, Michael Peruca uh, regarding uh, uh, Thomas Paine, a long habit of not thinking a thing to be wrong gives it a superficial appearance of being correct. Amen. And, and that's what's happening to the American people. The American people have become so accustomed to all of this crap and all of this corruption 
And it's just, it's okay. It's politics. And that's, sorry, that's just politics, folks. You know, don't you know, it's okay to be dishonest. It's okay to be treasonous because it's just politics, you know, and, and it's sickening where, where we've gone. All right. Here's a question for you. Does Donald go to the big house or the white house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, he wouldn't be, you wouldn't be as, you wouldn't be asking that question, Sam, if he was, uh, if he were not running for president again. My advice to him, if, if he would ever call me and ask me, uh, would have been, I would have told him, um, Mr. Trump, uh, you've done your part. Uh, you were a pretty good president. Uh, in fact, one of the best we've had in a long time. But you and your family deserve a rest. You certainly do. Uh, and they're just going to go after you and go after you and go after you until you stop running. Uh, because what you have done is do the thing that the Democrats and a lot of Republicans hate more than anything else in the world, and that is expose them for the dishonest traitors they really are. They don't want you in there again because you're going to do it again. Uh, and <laughs> you, you notice that not one, not one single person in the media or politician has apologized to him now that they've proven that the Russia uh, complaints against him, that his connection and sometime, somehow his com campaign and his family and Donald were connected to Russia uh, trying to commit some sabotage on the American people or Congress or whatever, or the election. Uh, and it's all – it's been proven to be a big fat lie, which most of us said all along anyway, because it was – it was all hyperbole and no evidence, never any evidence, never. And so how many of, has CNN apologized? No, none of them. <laughs> do, you think go, do you think he'll be president again? Will Donald win? Uh, the likelihood is this time, uh, I believe, uh, just because of all the horrible things that have happened, that a Republican should win, and it looks like he should win the nomination. He's way ahead in the polls but um then it takes us back to his biggest complaint and that is election fraud and so uh you yeah, and he's I... betrayed hold on he's betrayed that now this is where i have a problem with the donald he wanted to yeet the constitution entirely number one number two now he says he's gonna back election mail-in balloting and early voting two things he claimed yeah. was fraud before but he says i gotta do it because we gotta play the game sheriff yeah, I saw that, and uh, uh, the only reason, the only thing I think that he's uh, thinking there is I can't lick him. I might as well join him. And uh, but, again, but there's no another, way to stand for liberty. Come on. Oh, of course not. But it's it's uh, politics. It's another political stand that uh, he took a measured uh, approach on. He that wasn't not a knee jerk reaction. That was something he said. Well, look, they're not going to stop this. Amadeus will come out and, and say, uh, play the game with him. So he's playing the game. Uh, what really so worries me. Let me get me this straight. If I can't stop fraud, I'm going to commit fraud. Or he's going to support fraud, yeah. Uh, he might not be committing it, but uh, he's definitely got a problem there. 
Yeah, so, that's that's to me a problem. All right, what, the question is now he's attacking Ron DeSantis. Another stupid move. I don't see the value of attacking folks stupid. within our own party. It Let's come stupid. back and talk about that. What if DeSantis isn't even really running? What if DeSantis is going to wait and gracefully, uh, you know what, have a landslide in 2028? Uh, let's talk about it with a good sheriff in seconds. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. In the Alex Murdoch trial, the defense has rested. Prosecutors plan to call more witnesses and jurors will visit the crime scene soon. The Supreme Court is taking up a legal fight over President Biden's executive order plan to wipe away student loan debt and put the financial obligation onto you, the taxpayer. The high court is hearing arguments today and two challenges to the plan, which so far has been blocked by judges on lower courts. Arguments are scheduled to last about two hours. President Biden held a Black History Month reception at the White House. History matters. History matters, and black history matters. Look, I can't just choose to learn what we want to know. We learn what we should know. We have to learn everything, the good, the bad, the truth, and who we are as a nation. After the Department of Energy announced the origins of COVID-19 probably started in a Wuhan lab, the White House is backpedaling. They say that there is no consensus within the Biden administration over the origins of the COVID-19 virus. The Energy Department, which had previously been undecided on the origins of the pandemic, recently joined the FBI in saying that the virus likely spread via a mishap at a Chinese laboratory. Eating eggs may help your heart. A new study suggests eating eggs may be good for the heart. According to the journal Nutrients, eating one to three eggs each week could reduce the likelihood of cardiovascular disease by 60%. People who ate four to seven eggs cut the risk of heart disease by 75%. The study was conducted with more than 3,000 healthy folks in Greece. I'm Julio Flores. The U.S. Marshals Service announced a security breach over a week ago that resulted in the compromise of sensitive information through a ransomware attack. The affected system contains law enforcement sensitive information, USMS investigations, and certain USMS employees. This is USA News. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firms online at CordellCordell.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Online at CordellCordell.com. CordellCordell.com. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-471-7065. 800-471-7065. 800 That's 800-471-7065. Live with Sheriff Richard Mack, we're talking about Donald Trump and his foolish mistakes, ladies and gentlemen. Yeeting the Constitution, getting rid of that is one of them. Secondly, doubling down and saying, let's early vote and let's have vote by mail. <laughs> Fraudulent as all get out, it's insanity. 
I don't, I don't even understand how you go ahead and even advocate for this with a straight face, Donald, after all that you've said and done. I wonder what Mike Lindell would feel about that. But I say shame on you, uh, Donald Trump. You should put money into the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Put money into True the Vote so we can go ahead and take it to the enemy uh, and tell the truth and call them to account. Sheriffs are doing more good on this uh, than anybody else, bar True the Vote, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And Donald needs to get in the game. That's for sure. So uh, what about DeSantis, though? He's attacking Ron, and Ron's not even running. Sheriff, what the heck's going on here? Well, I I think it's kind of obvious that, uh, like I told you, for the last year or more, uh, as soon as Trump left office, uh, I said he was going to run again. Everybody questioned that whether he would. I said he's been running the whole time. Uh, during the 22 primaries, he was running the whole time. Uh, he was uh, gathering supporters by issuing his endorsement of people who he didn't even know. But whoever Republican was looking like they would win, he endorsed them, like Lombardo, former sheriff of Clark County. Lombardo now is the governor of Nevada. And uh, so uh, Trump was just, again, politically astute, uh, trying to get future supporters for his election in 24. It's obvious he is. It's obvious that DeSantis is running. I wish that Trump would pull in his uh, proclivity to fighting uh, against all uh, opponents instead of taking a friendlier uh, and uh, united uh, approach, saying, look, these are good people. Uh, I'm the better candidate here, and uh, I've already proven what I can do in the White House. Uh, but he, he, his personality isn't geared towards that. Uh, it's always about winning and losing, and he's got to let everybody know that these guys are losers, and, and even though they are good people, I think DeSantis is a very good man. I don't agree with everything he's done, obviously. I don't agree with everything Trump has done. Um, uh, but he sure did some good things uh, and some uh, very historical things uh, as far as his, his foreign affairs, his, his – uh, stance against china and uh his e- economic uh boon for america uh some people say that the pandemic was uh, aimed politically at him because he was doing so well as president and especially his economy was doing the best in 50 60 years in america and and so uh you know all of that is irrefutable and so obviously it looks like the pandemic was staged to go after him Sam regardless of Regardless of that, uh, DeSantis is running, and I wish that Trump and he would no, come together. He's not running yet. Well, no, not officially. Uh, I guess we only have uh, Nikki Haley for the only one for sure. I don't even know if Trump is officially announced, has he? Yeah, Trump has. Okay. So there's, uh, but there's DeSantis two- hasn't, and, and my point is DeSantis might politely wait, and if Donald treats DeSantis right, he might wait till 2028. And, and really make a big difference. I don't see why we have a rift between the two of them. Uh, that's, in my opinion, uh, Donald-driven, very foolish indeed. But you know what? Obama might win 2024. You know what? What if they did a uh, Barack Obama? I mean, I'm sorry. What if they did a, a uh, Joe Biden slash Michelle Obama ticket? They'd probably win. Or what if they did a Barack Obama vice president? So it used to be uh, Barack Biden. Now it's Biden Barack uh, ticket. You know, the Democrats uh, might actually be able to shake this up in a very, very concerning way, Sheriff Mack. 
Yeah, uh, first of all, Michelle, for some reason, has never hold, held a public office and never really done anything in her life. Uh, and now they, even like uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, are very wealthy. Uh, how did Bernie Sanders get so wealthy? He's a, he assails wealth, uh, and yet he's a multimillionaire now. The Obamas are huge uh, multimillionaires. Uh, and, in fact, Obama's been thinking about buying uh, a, a sports franchise, uh, and that takes a lot of money. Uh, but his name is a lot of money. So, anyway, he's very wealthy. They're very wealthy. I don't think Michelle wants to um, throw a wrench in all of that. I don't think she would do it because uh, she didn't like the time she was there. But anybody who wants to be free and, and continue on with their uh, life the way it is, you do not want uh, to be president of the United States or vice president either. Uh, it, and I, I would tell you, I, I don't think I could handle being president. I have to be able to walk outside, uh, walk around the block, uh, go for a walk with my grandkids, go play in the park, you know, Oh, you can do all of that on the white house grounds and whatnot. You know, no, you see, you, you're pretty much in prison at the, on the White House grounds. I, I would tell you, Trump, this. You need DeSantis on your side if if you're going to run. If he doesn't run, uh, if he does run, you need him on your side right after that. For you not to think of that uh, is ridiculous and to start fighting and making enemies of every, anybody or, or anybody and everybody. They're even on the polls that they didn't even put themselves on there. Uh, what if you, you know, have a Biden-Obama ticket in some way, whether it's Michelle or Barack? Who knows? Barack could run yeah. for vice president, by the way. There's no rules against that. So what if you had a Biden-Barack ticket or Biden-Michelle ticket, in other words, Biden-Obama, right. uh, and maybe Jill runs? Uh, who knows, too? Uh, and maybe it's Michelle and Jill. Who knows? But that combination. And then you had a combination of uh, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. Maybe they worked it out and, and agree to work together. Uh, what about two tickets like that? Yeah, that's my point. Uh, I, I think Trump would be thinking most of the people that would be going for DeSantis, uh, you know, 95% of them are going to vote for him anyway, even if he does mistreat him, uh, which is probably tr close to the truth. But I think they would be a stellar uh, political uh, team to beat. Fourth, uh, yeah. I, I think they're very difficult to beat them, uh, the two of them. Uh, so maybe, All maybe, right. but Trump, Trump lives in Florida, and of course, DeSantis lives in Florida, so he would probably want to pick some conservative out in, you know, Arizona or maybe I don't or, know. Uh, Florida is such a swing state, and Ron has so much support. It's kind of fascinating. Think about it right now, Ron. I mean, I'm sorry, Joe. Uh, let, let's say this over. Donald Trump was Ron's president. Ron <laughs> is Trump's governor. So it's a very interesting twist uh, on yeah. this uh, as we speak about it and very fascinating. But I think we need a, really a Donald Trump and a Ron DeSantis ticket. And I'm not really fond of voting for either of them uh, because I always vote third party, but we never win doing that is the sad part. Um, but there you have it. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that matchup as things unfold. It's very strange indeed. But you know what, Donald? It's time to stop attacking Ron. I mean, it's time to, yeah, stop attacking Ron. You have no business. You're wasting time. You're dividing us all. You're frustrating us. Don't jettison the Constitution. Don't back vote an election fraud. Don't go against Ron. Don't do stupid stuff, Donald. 
And if you need me to sit down in Mar-a-Lago over a steak and talk to you about this, we can do that. But come on, buddy. Come to your senses because you're not gaining ground this way. You're going to absolutely marginalize yourself out of the presidency uh, if you're not very careful. All right, Mike Lindell now says he's going to sue Kevin McCarthy for sharing January 6th footage with Tucker Carlson and Fox alone, saying, look, that's the people's footage. You have no business giving it to a gatekeeper like that. Shame on you. And Mike Lindell's proposing to sue McCarthy. Amen, Sheriff. What do you say? Yeah, amen to that. Uh, I don't. Uh, first of all, uh, it, it could be borderline illegal for him to share that with just one agency like that. Um, uh, at least it's not fair. And I believe uh, the... Other news agencies definitely have a lawsuit, and Lindell has a news agency that he owns, so it might be that uh, he has a very legitimate claim uh, against uh, Kevin McCarthy. I don't know what would be in McCarthy's mind that he thinks he can do that except normal politics in Washington, D.C. I do. Yeah, here's what I think. Kevin made this promise when he was hoping to be speaker. He didn't know if he'd get there or not. Once he got there, now he's forced to keep the promise, and this is his way to really – in my opinion, pay homage to the deep state and say, yeah, I'll give it to a gatekeeper to where the real stuff won't come out, but there'll be enough to get the people riled up and incensed and feel like I've done something. It's his way to deceive everyone. Uh, But shame on McCarthy, and I would say to some degree, shame on Tucker. Tucker should basically say, you know what, thank you for turning the footage over to me. Now I'm releasing it to the public. But see, Tucker doesn't have the guts to do that either. But if I was given the footage, you know the first thing I'd do is turn around and release it to everybody. And if they said, Sam, you can't release it to everybody, on, in other words, you got to agree to that to get the footage, then I'd blow the whistle and say, look, they were supposed to give me this footage, but they told me I couldn't release it to everybody, so I'm not accepting the footage. Right. Uh, either way, shame on Tucker and Fox. Yeah, and and Fox is uh, coming out and saying now that there were Fox uh, journalists or talk show hosts that covered up the uh, evidence for uh, uh, the lies that were told about uh, election fraud. There you have it, Lyndon. Lab leak, most likely origin of COVID-19, now says, well, the FBI and the Energy Department and a bunch of people. We'll talk about it with a good sheriff in seconds. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. 
Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12 percent of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. All right, Sheriff Mack with me, ladies and gentlemen. So lab leak, most likely origin of COVID. Now the Justice Department and the FBI claim, yeah, they had to revise their assessment based on new intelligence, according to the Wall Street Journal. We said that from the start, Sheriff, and they mocked us, ridiculed us, called us terrorists, and de- uh, deplatformed us and shadow banned us and everything else. Now the Justice Department and the FBI agrees with partially the assessment that we made. I say it wasn't an accidental leak. It was an intentional leak from a lab. But we agree now that it was a lab, not Fauci's lie or Fauci's facade. Uh, and now they're coming halfway to the truth, which is, hey, it came from a lab. They're admitting it now. Sheriff? Well, <laughs> um, funny how um, the mainstream media keeps uh, making you and me look better. But it always takes them three or four or five years to get there. So maybe now they're going to realize that the sheriffs that have stood and conducted investigations about election fraud, that there no, really is election fraud in America. They've got brain damage. They cannot make that leap, sir, regardless of the facts. They cannot, right. will not make that leap. Let me give you the point. Looks like this. Joe Biden now blatantly, openly supports gain-of-function research. That's what the National Security Spokesman John Kirby said during the White House briefing. Joe backs gain-of-function research, even though whacked-out Fauci said that they weren't doing it. Now we have proof they were doing it, and Joe backs it. Yeah, of course. Well, those two big ones, the election fraud and the vaccine lies and hoax um sam it was more than obvious because fauci even said it himself that a vaccine would not be ready and for two to ten years to get it he said properly tested would take two to ten years then he was all over uh, a vaccine that had very little or no testing whatsoever and that the uh ingredients to this so-called vaccine were extremely suspect and uh, more than likely uh, a potential uh, death sentence to anybody who took it. Uh, We spoke with Ryan this morning who uh, (laughs) took the vax and immediately had uh, heart problems where he obviously he had never had them before, Uh, a, a very good athlete very well in shape and yet this this happens and people are looking at each other oh what what no um the the propaganda and the brainwashing is this is a good we've got to we've got to stay true to the vax and and to the hoax uh, and so you know sam uh, i i love it when you and i 
uh, come out again and look like we were on the right side. But it's it's a pretty simple side to be on, Sam, and that is the side of liberty. And whether the VAX was a good idea or not, it was not constitutional. And the effort and movement and the fanaticism that was and the and the extremism behind the ridiculous uh, mandates to get vaxxed were were so obvious to anyone paying attention that this was just wrong and and firing people and arresting people and uh, arresting pastors and, and people going to church i mean it was so wrong but we saw the result of years and years of brainwashing in schools, colleges, universities, and public schools, that government is here to take care of us, and we can trust government. Um, and that and that played its course. It it came to fruition, and we saw how many people just lined up. And we are a bunch of sheep. We don't know any better because we've never been properly educated or trained in the principles of liberty of life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Sad but factual, ladies and gentlemen. Final store before the end of the hour that I've got to focus on, ladies and gentlemen. I've got to highlight this. Um, it's a must-watch, ladies and gentlemen. Non-compliant 2. The documentary created by Chris Ann Hall uh, and others, and this documentary is incredible. And uh, Sheriff Mack... Uh, is right at the start of the film and uh, almost everything that is focused on in the movie keys off of Sheriff Mack's comments. Uh, But the sheriffs swore an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States. He's not a hiring of the state. He's elected by the people. And there was a sheriff in New Mexico who stood up against the lockdowns, against the tyrannical governor of the state of New Mexico, and literally deputized all of his citizens and the New Mexico state cops and the governor all were forced to back down. So to you who say the sheriffs have no authority, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Nevertheless, Sheriff, this is an incredible movie that people must watch. Yeah. Sheriff Hamilton was the one that did that. And he's been to at least one of our CSPOA trainings, but he could help. He could help us train. Uh, There's a, a good solid constitutional sheriff sheriff hamilton uh another one is sheriff harrington uh that also was in uh chris Hans movie and, and sam i would i'm going to call a spade a spade here i think chris Ann and her husband are, are really good people uh but um they they literally took my life's work uh, and put it in that movie and I'm, I feel complimented by that, uh, and I'm not asking for credit or anything, even though I was interviewed for uh, the movie. Didn't really know what this movie was about when I did that, because uh, uh, I really I just thought it was like you said, the title is Noncompliance, which we have been a part of for a long time. And we've had Chris Ann speak at our conferences and conventions, and she's always done very well, and she's always been very well received. Um, and the movie left out a few things. And so I am 
watched the movie last night with with my wife. She was very impressed, very moved. Uh, and my wife turned to me, and we were both thinking the same thing. You need to complete this, and we're gonna we are we're going to do our own movie, uh, not as a response, but hopefully as um, uh, as a, a continuation of the theme and the surrounding yeah, of and, yeah, and exactly. encompassing of the focus and the point being made. Her point's incredible. But I will say but we want to bring you. historical I, context and reality to it, right? Right, and I agree with you. Everyone should watch this movie uh, because it brings to life uh, the value of the constitutional sheriff. And Sheriff Hamilton, uh, saving uh, a pastor from arrest and shutdown uh, from the thugs of Mexico, New Mexico, who were ordered by their governor and these officers admitted they just take orders from the governor and they do it, even though. Uh, they even said, they were asked, didn't you swear an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution? Well, yeah, I did, but I have to, I have to do what the governor said. Uh, uh-huh. and these are good people. These are good people very willingly doing the wrong thing. But they need CSBOA uh, training is what they need, Sheriff. Oh, good gosh, yes. <laughs> and the, another example, you can't do this. You can't realize what you're doing if you don't get trained properly. And they've proven... Uh, and Chris Ann even said in the movie, the police academies in this country don't train on this stuff. And that's part of the problem. And that's why we continue to have re- ridiculous efforts from cops in this country that go awry and end up hurting or even killing people because these cops have never been properly trained. And I try to tell people that. And. They, they just the, – the law enforcement community nationwide just doesn't get it. They think more of the same. Oh, well, we're training de-escalation training. I said, really? And what does that consist of? A, an officer taking a step back or, or trying to be more user-friendly? All they do is do more mainstream training. They don't revamp or change the type of training. Because they truly don't even understand is the problem, ladies no. and gentlemen. But you know what? We can help them, and we will. But listen, you got to go watch this movie. Noncompliantmovie.com is where you go. Noncompliantmovie.com. And we love what Chris Ann did. I personally think, you know, she should have focused on the Supreme Court case decision more, the greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered. Uh, number she never one. even brought it up. And I, and I think that's critical. Um, so, you know what? She's done a wonderful job. She's trained with us and been a partner forever. We support her work 100%. However, we want to create a movie that will give you the context and the history for the greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered. We also want to give you the context to the modern-day sheriff's movement. And that was created really by Richard Mack's stand over guns, right? The right to keep and bear arms was protected 25-plus years ago by Sheriff Richard Mack and others. Uh, We want to highlight that. We want to give you the context uh, we want to, uh, and, and so there's a lot more to be told in the story is the point. So we're going to be combining a couple of Richard's former books for that purpose, and we're going to be working on a movie for that purpose. We're going to put together a need for funding, and we need all of you to help us get that done. But that is the plan. Sheriff? It is, and and uh, this is something we've been talking about for a long time. Uh, I've already got Kelly working on that. Uh, he's my um, editor for my books. 
And uh, so we're going to combine our two law enforcement books, the county sheriff and then the proper rule of law enforcement. We're going to combine those and add the, the book title that I've been wanting to do. We're going to make it a chapter, COVID-19, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And we're going to compare uh, the insane asylum that Jack Nicholson was in in that movie. We're going to compare that to what's going on today. And the insane asylum actually is going to be uh, – well, the United States Capitol and the White House. It's going to be Washington, D.C. <laughs> and that's going to be the new uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. That's going to be the cuckoo's nest. And that's how crazy things have gotten. We've, we've said that every show. The reason you and I have a successful show here, Sam, especially you, is because Washington, D.C. has indeed become a very corrupt cuckoo's nest where they're willing to sacrifice the lives of innocent Americans put innocent Americans in prison, uh, have innocent Americans like the 58,000 that were killed in Vietnam War over politics uh, and a ridiculous war that we should have never been involved in and didn't accomplish anything as a result of the Vietnam War. All we did was kill 58,000 Americans and, oh, well, we built them a monument. We built a monument in Washington, D.C. near the Lincoln Memorial. Uh, for the Vietnam heroes. Now, this was this was a war uh, that LBJ lied about to get us in. Uh, the Amer the, the, the politics. Sounds like all modern wars that are non-declared, huh? Well, yes, of course, Sam. But the politics behind <laughs> it was the subterfuge. Bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, is we're making a movie. And we're thinking of what to call it right now. We know a lot of the content already. It's going to take some cash, though, baby. But we got a lot going on. We're going to give you the history of Sheriff Mack becoming a true constitutional peace officer, one who truly defends and protects, one who truly stands up, and others who have done so. Those who are heroes that gave him the mojo and the guidance and the example in the first place, and then those who have come alongside for the incredible ride. We're doing it all, ladies and gentlemen, on Brighty on Radio and TV. We're doing it on the Sheriff Mack Show, on Liberty Roundtable Live, syndicated by Loving Liberty Radio Networks, lovingliberty.net. We have faith in America. They say we're anti-government, but we say this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.